0: are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. And coming up on today's show, my goodness, do we have a lot to get into? The San Francisco Giants are in first place. Yes, they're tied with the Los Angeles Dodgers, but nonetheless, an incredible achievement for this team through 23 games. They're 15 and eight after they routed the Colorado Rockies last night, 12 to nothing. The offense exploded, and Anthony DiSclafani. Pitched a complete game shutout. So there's just so much to talk about. We'll provide some injury updates, possibly some good news on Mike Yastrzemski, but we'll start with the game itself and kind of the significance of what we're seeing with Anthony Desclafani and how it's a continuation of a theme that we're seeing with the Giants being able to bring in pitchers and make them better. So to be able to make your own players better is just tremendously valuable. And the Giants are exhibiting that they're able to do this. They did it with Kevin Gosman. We saw Drew Pomeranz get a lot better when he moved to the bullpen here. Drew Smiley last year. Now Anthony DeSclafani And also Alex Wood is pitching extremely well. Aaron Sanchez, who goes tonight. So we'll talk about that. And also Giants director of pitching, Brian Bannister, Replying to one of my very own tweets about analytics, so we'll get into what he said. So DiSculvani, as I said, went nine, three hits allowed, all singles, one walk, nine strikeouts. So he lowered his earned run average on the season to 1.50. And with pretty much every single starter for the Giants, outside of maybe Logan Webb, who went seven shutout innings in his last start, every single one of them pitching well, has the Giants with their starting pitcher ERA now at 2.11 on the season, which is by far the best mark in all of baseball. Next closest team is the Padres at 2.42. So just runaway leaders right there in that category. And I do want to throw just a little bit of cold water on this. I don't think the Giants are going to end up with the best earned run average in all of baseball for their starting pitchers. They, you know, we we talked all offseason as soon as they were acquiring all these guys that there was a lot of upside and we're definitely seeing that come to fruition right now. But we also talked about how there was injury risk and so, you know, someone like Aaron Sanchez, he's throwing like 86 miles an hour right now. So he goes tonight last start he came out Early, Gabe Kapler said he wasn't at his physical best. So, you know, he's an injury risk. Alex Wood is an injury risk. He already started the year on the IL. And then also they're just performing at peak performance levels right now. So I don't think they're going to lead the league here. But I don't think it's unreasonable to think they could end up with a top third starting rotation. So I want to mention what I wrote on Twitter that got a response from the Giants director of pitching, Brian Bannister. So there was a piece by Alex Pavlovich, who I'm a big fan of. Pavlovich is always writing level-headed and smart content. And in his game story, following this complete game shutout by Anthony Desclafani, in the article Pavlovich quotes Desclafani, who says... He basically credits the Giants' coaching staff and analytics infrastructure for the success he's been able to have so far when compared to the poor year he had last year with the Reds. So what I wrote was that, quote, for the record, this is what analytics looks like. It's not taking the heart away or spreadsheets. It's complete game shutouts by Anthony DiSiclafani, who credits the Giants' coaching staff and analytics infrastructure for his success. It's a 36-23 and record since August 18th of 2020. So Bannister responded to this saying, quote, Good analytics is like visiting a bespoke tailor for a custom-made suit. The process and iterations are unique to everyone, but the final result should be a great fit that promotes confidence and personal style. And I just thought that was great. So that... Because you know he's followed by ten thousand people, including a lot of writers. That tweet got a lot of attention, so a lot of people are seeing that, and that makes me quite pleased. Because there's this notion, like I wrote in my tweet, that analytics is soulless and and it's spreadsheets and computers. Like I hear people joke, I mean seriously joke, that you know Farhan Zaidi is like locked in an office on a spreadsheet and a computer, and that's what spits out this roster and these lineups, etc. But in reality, what analytics is, is what Bannister is saying. It's like custom-tailored, data-driven processes for individual players to reach their personal heights, to be the best versions of themselves. So that is very different than what most people think of as analytics But, I mean, look at Kevin Gosman last year and this year. Look at Anthony DiSquafani. The success they're having, that's analytics. So if you enjoy watching complete game shutouts, then you like analytics because that's what's driving this success. And, you know, Gabe Kapler, if you don't like him just out of pure gut reaction, just know he's the guy who hired Brian Bannister and all of these coaches who are helping these players reach their best. So you may actually like Gabe Kapler, too, if you enjoy complete game shutouts and, you know, winning baseball games. So anyway, coming up next, we'll continue this conversation. I want to talk about the offense at some point, and we're going to remember to do our Hot Take Tuesday today. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. When I looked at these, Michelle Fantacci's ring stood out to me as the one I'd buy as a gift. It's a conversation piece, so unique and cool. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 1010 only at BlueNile.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use on more important things like the mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Random example, a fuel pump assembly for a 2005-2010 Honda Odyssey costs $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store, and just $216.79 at RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is for everybody and doesn't require membership or even account logins. Best of all, they're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, as promised, we're going to continue to talk about this game and Brian Bannister and his comments, the Giants' record, their run differential, all of the above. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the NFL Draft to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th to May 1st. But just continuing this conversation, I mean, another guy we could talk about is Gerald Dempsey Buster Posey. Like, this guy is looking like a force at the plate and something that I've noticed is that his stance is different and he had the same stance forever like the 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 crouched open stance with the bat kind of on his shoulder and then up and down off the shoulder as the pitch was getting ready to be delivered well this year he kind of started with that but then a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago I want to say it was like in Philadelphia when I first noticed or maybe Miami, he started holding the bat off his shoulder. He, he does not lower that bat to his shoulder. So to me, it looks like his hands are in a better position to just set and fire. So it just kind of eliminates some unnecessary movement from the pre-pitch position and his swing in general. So I'm 90% confident, at least, that that has something to do with his work with the new hitting coaches. And we talked, you know, even before last season, I talked about how I thought that these hitting coaches could make a big impact. People expected the Giants to be god-awful in 2020, but instead they had a positive run differential. They were one game away from the postseason. Really should have had a better record than 29-31. and They kind of collapsed in several games in some important moments, but... You know, the hitting coaches did have a big influence and and just across the board, their offensive players performed extremely well. And you might look at that and say, okay, it was just a fluky 60 game sample, or it's possible that there was actually something going on and they were being taught better about how to be the best version of themselves. And it led to a lot of success like Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford had career years you could say, okay, it was just a fluke, or you could say they're legitimately better because of the work with these coaches. So this year, I mean, it hasn't started off as well, but if you look at Posey, he is doing something that he was not able to do for the last several years when he was in serious decline, especially in the power department. Now, one of those factors is his hip, which he had surgery on a couple of years ago. And if that's feeling better, that obviously will make a huge difference. But the fact is the swing is different too. And again, what I was trying to say was I'm very confident that that change was worked out with the coaches as a way to be more mechanically efficient and perhaps to get better power. And the swings look different. I mean, he's trying to drive the ball. The He hit a massive home run last night. It was just I think it was a 40-degree launch angle, so really high in the air, but hit hard and went out to dead center field. So for Posey, it was his fifth home run on the young season. In his last full season, Posey hit seven home runs all year in like 109 games. So he's got five, and we're not out of April yet. So there's just no doubt that Posey's power stroke has improved. And you can see it with just the swings that he's taking. So I'll say it again. If you like Buster Posey home runs and Buster Posey power, you may actually like analytics. You may actually like Gabe Kapler. You may actually like the Giants' large coaching staff. Because without those things, this is probably not happening. So that's just me. Like I get so worked up about this because... I don't know. I just feel like they get treated unfairly. When the Giants hired all these coaches, people, including in the media, were just super critical instead of being open-minded and considering the possibility that they might have a clue as to what they're doing. And we are seeing the results. So I do want to talk about the Giants' record. Like I said, they're 15-8, and tied with the Dodgers in the National League West, tied with the Dodgers and A's for the second best record in baseball behind the Royals but the Giants also have the second best run differential in baseball behind only the Dodgers and if we go back to what looked like rock bottom for them last year when they fell to 8 and 16 after that Trevor got series of three blown games in a four-game span if we go back to the day and it was actually Tommy Lastella right Tommy Lastella hitting the walk-off home run in Anaheim that made the Giants 8 and 16 got's third blown game in four games the Giants like i said were 8 and 16 and then since that time they're 35 and 23 with i think a plus 68 run differential just crazy success 35 and 23 it's among the very best in the game top 3 or 4 and then that run differential is just extremely good. And so they are legitimately playing well. It's not like they're just winning a bunch of fluky one-run games and that's how they've been able to have success. On the whole, Especially, and even when we go back to larger samples, they're just outscoring their opponents and they're winning baseball games. So if you like winning, hate to break it to you, but you may like analytics. So coming up next, we'll continue this conversation. I want to look at the Giants' offense as a whole now. And I also want to present to you our hot take Tuesday. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football and college basketball might be over, but the NBA, NHL, and MLB are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. The promo code to use is LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, as promised, we're going to talk about the Giants offense as a whole, league offense, and how we need to adjust our expectations in some ways about what to expect from an offensive team right now, and also Hot Take Tuesday is coming back today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And by the way, I think we were on Locked On Today a couple days ago. So Giants playing well, we end up on that show sometimes. So check it out for, you know, my takes about the Giants and also the biggest news in every major sport. Pretty sure right now there's also something going on about a draft, something about the 49ers. I don't know. You can check out Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock does a tremendous job with that show. Anyway, I digress. I want to talk about league offense as a whole. So the Giants, they win this game 12 to nothing. I should point out on an injury front, Evan Longoria was able to start this game. It was kind of a savage appearance for him. He just batted fourth against the lefty starter Austin Gomber, had a couple of at-bats, just smoked a couple of line drives to left field, and then came out of the game in the second inning with the Giants leading like nine to nothing. So just kind of a savage two inning appearance by Longoria. But the plan was just to get him a couple of at bats when the lefty starter was in there and then take him out because he's dealing with that left hamstring tightness. So I just something about that just made me smile. Just how he he was like an assassin. He just came in there, did his job, and then came out and it was all over by the second inning. So good news that he was able to play. It was a lefty starter. I would anticipate he may continue to rest against right-handed starters for now while he's nursing that tight hamstring. They said that Mike Yastremski, they're hopeful he may be able to avoid an IL stint. So that's good. The MRI that he had on his left oblique showed only mild tightness. So that's good. But Kapler did say he may miss five or six games. So yesterday being game number one, don't expect to see Yastrzemski for the rest of the week. Darren Ruff got the start in right field. Dickerson with a rare start against a lefty in left. His at-bats were not as good, frankly, against the lefty pitcher. Darren Ruff, I just need to point out, played a good right field. Darren Ruff is not a bad defensive outfielder, in my opinion. He He basically catches everything that he gets to, and he doesn't really make big mistakes. So he played a good right field last night, so credit to him. And Mauricio Dubon continued to, for the most part, play a good defensive shortstop. Crawford was not able to start, although Belt was. Belt was in the starting lineup. So mostly good news on the injury front. But just talking about league offense as a whole and the Giants offense, with this explosion last night, they improved their non-pitcher weighted runs created plus to 101. Meaning, of course, you, if you follow the show, you know I do not want to include pitchers when I'm talking about team offense. That just doesn't make any sense. So taking pitchers out of the equation, the Giants have produced at a slightly above average offensive rate this year. So for all the talk about how terrible the Giants offense has been or how much they've struggled, they've been above average. So let's just give them a little bit of a break there. They're hitting .232 with a 311 on base and 414 slugging. You might look at that and say, .232 batting average, how in the world can you try to say they've been above average offensively? Well, first of all, the isolated power, the difference between the slugging and the batting average is 182, which is the sixth best mark in all of baseball. And... Secondly, we need to understand what the league average is. Right now, the league average offensive line discounting pitchers, like not counting pitchers, is 235 with a 314 on base and 396 slugging. So the Giants batting average is right around there. And we need to understand and adjust our expectations. Like, to think that a batting average isn't good unless it's near 300 is just false right now. League average is 235. So if you got a 242 hitter or whatever, above average. That's above average. 250, well above average. 260 is great. you know. And it's not all about batting average, but I know a lot of people mainly look at batting average. So if you're going to do that, just know, league average, 235 doesn't mean everybody's suddenly terrible now. It just means we need to adjust our expectations for what good is. But overall, I would suggest just not looking at batting average as much and instead looking at on-base, slugging, weighted runs, created plus, and the like. But anyway, just know the Giants' offense has been above league average just by a tick, so roughly average, starting pitching, best in baseball. So that's very much what's carrying the team right now. And then the bullpen has been... You know, they've had their good moments. They've had their bad moments. They're actually like right around the middle in terms of earned run average at 4.21. So the starting staff has an ERA that's over two points better than the bullpen. But, you know, the Giants bullpen has been middle of the pack. So middle of the pack bullpen, middle of the pack offense right now, but excellent starting pitching. That's how the Giants are off to this great start. So my hot take today on Hot Take Tuesday is that Buster Posey is the Giants catcher of the future. He is showing right now that he remains one of the very best catchers in the game, yet the Giants have two of the best catching prospects in all of baseball right now in Joey Bart and Patrick Bailey, and they've also got Chadwick Trump, Kurt Casale, Ricardo Henoves, and other talented players catching prospects. but I just think Posey has said he wants to remain a giant for the rest of his career and the Giants are not afraid to invest in veteran players like if you're still good it doesn't they don't care how old you are. they just matter can you produce And Posey is proving right now that he can and so I think that he's gonna come back and he's gonna stay a giant and stay a good giant for a while. And that would make someone like Joey Bart a very valuable trade chip. So that's kind of, I'm going to leave it there. We'll talk about that more as the season plays out. But it doesn't matter that Posey's older. If he's producing at a star type level, that's a player you want, especially given the history and the fact that he's an all-time Giants player and he said he doesn't want to play anywhere else. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Remember to get this show every weekday. Please follow Locked on Giants. We come out with shows every Monday through Friday. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much. So thank you in advance and thank you to everyone who's done so. You can follow me on Twitter and you really should at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. We also have a show account at L-O underscore S-F Giants. Aaron Sanchez against right-handed pitcher Chichi Gonzalez tonight. We'll break it all down tomorrow and until then, we'll see you next time.